Good morning and happy Saturday. Welcome to another episode of Time Out. I am your host, Nick Lebrano, joined by my co-host, Gabe Baltiera. How are you feeling this morning, Gabe? I'm feeling great, Nick. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good myself. We have an action-packed show for you here today. Buffalo beat Seattle last weekend. Are the Bucks overrated? The Saints destroyed them last weekend as well. And all these rookie quarterbacks look really, really impressive. So let's get started. Buffalo beat Seattle last week, in my opinion, which was a total upset. Um, but Buffalo didn't just beat Seattle. Buffalo won 44-34 to in a, what was a huge shootout. I don't think anybody expected it from two strong defenses. So, Gabe, I'm going to lead off with this question. Are the Buffalo Bills the AFC favorite for the Super Bowl right now? I think they are, Nick. I think we've seen this Bills team throughout the season. And at first, you know, they had – a, they were three and zero, and I thought, okay, this is kind of like same thing as last year. It's kind of a fluke. Um, Josh Allen, yes, phenomenal quarterback, but we don't we know the Bills from past games and past seasons to be kind of like a middle of the pack team. So that was kind of my thought and kind of thought process at the beginning of this season. But as this team has progressed, they're actually consistent and good. I mean, mm-hmm. Josh Allen and his offense, Zach Moss, Josh Allen, all these guys are actually a very threatening team i mean yeah. I'm, I'm just looking here looking here at the stats from last week's game against seattle i mean josh allen threw for uh through three tds went for 415 yards 415 yards i mean that's, that's four football fields that's very impressive from allen i mean we knew i think we we kind of underestimated him me personally i, I underestimated josh allen at the beginning of the season just because you know i kind of was eh, the bills are okay i don't think he's the best you know, 31 for 38. Um, this team is in very good contention. No question. No question. Yeah. What do you think, um, I think the Bills are a contender. Do I think the AFC favorite? Now, that's a, that's a larger question we have to look at. If you look at the Bills' two losses this year, they, they got blown out by the Titans, and they also lost to the Chiefs. Now, they lost to the Chiefs by nine points. It wasn't a blowout there. But they've also struggled in games like against the Jets. But – the Bills beating Seattle, which was the number one team in the NFC right now, is a huge statement win. Now, if you're going to look at the AFC, you have other players, you have other teams of like the Steelers and the Chiefs, and I don't know if you can rate the Bills higher than the Steelers or the Chiefs yet. While I think the Bills are incredibly explosive, they're incredibly playoff inexperienced. You look at the team, Josh Allen hasn't won a playoff game yet. He's played in one playoff game. Stephon Diggs has won, what, two playoff games in his his career so far. Devin Singletary's never been in the playoffs. A lot of the players on that defense, like Tredavious White, have barely seen playoff action. They played one game where they lost to the Texans, and that's a game they should have won. When you look at the team, they don't have a lot of playoff experience. You look at the Steelers, on the other hand. Ben Roethlisberger's won a Super Bowl twice. You look at the Chiefs. You have, t- you have players there now like Le'Veon Bell, who's been in the playoffs. You have Patrick Mahomes now, who's won a Super Bowl MVP already. And a lot of the teams there from last year is the playoff experience. And when you get into the playoffs, I think that matters. The Bills are a contender, though. The Bills have – they haven't outright surprised me. I thought they'd be good. I didn't think they'd be 7-2 right now. And I don't think – I didn't think that Josh Allen would be having an MVP caliber season, considering he outplayed who was the NFL MVP at the moment, Russell Wilson. Um, you look at the stats, Russell Wilson, 28 for 41, 28 for 41. He had 390 passing yards, two touchdowns, but also two picks. Um, Josh Allen played a clean game, no turnovers, four total touchdowns, three, three uh, passing, one rushing, uh, 415 yards. And he only what, he went 31 to 38. So that's a pretty accurate game passing. It's almost a perfect passer rating. Um, you look at you look at all yeah. those things together. Uh, the Bills are legit. 
but I'd like to see them. I'd like to see them play the Chiefs again. Now that this team's clicked, I think this offense is clicked. Stephon Diggs is re- like totally. I don't think we saw Stephon Diggs play this well in in uh, Minnesota, but he's been a, such a reliable receiver for Josh Allen. I'd love to see how this team stacks up against the Steelers or the Chiefs right now. Right, and I, and I agree. I mean, but I also want to bring in the fact that. The Chiefs did lose to the Raiders. So as, as a quality of team as the Chiefs are, you know, as you said, I want to see this uh, Bills team play the Chiefs again just because, you know, they, they're they really good. Yeah. But we've seen teams such as the Chiefs lose to The Raiders was. That's, that's a teams. bad loss. That was a bad loss. Well, like you look at the but, Steelers and they haven't lost yet. Oh, yeah, but the, Ste- I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers are no comparison. legit. They're, they're eight and zero now. Yeah, they are eight and zero. The only undefeated team in the NFL. And if you look at their ske- remaining schedules, look at the remaining schedule. They play the Bengals this weekend. They're going to win that game. And they play the Jaguars the next weekend. That's another game they're going to win. And then they play the Ravens again. But they get the Ravens. Off, they they beat the Ravens in Baltimore. Now they get the Ravens again in Pittsburgh. I don't know if the Ravens are going to lose this game. Um, I think it'd be very uncharacteristic of the Ravens to lose this game. But outside yeah. of that. Then they play Washington. That's another win. So we're at let's say they lose to the Ravens. Um, now they're at eleven and one after they beat Washington. They play the Bills. They play the Bills in week uh, fourteen. That's going to be the defining game of the season for both teams. I think playoff standing wise, like both teams are probably going to win their divisions. But when you look at seedings, that's what it's going to be. Especially if both teams are now fighting for a first seed. There's only now one buy in the playoffs. You have to remember that the playoffs were expanded, so only the first seeds get buys. Um, right. Then they play I the mean, Bengals at, and they play the Colts and they play the Browns. So you could argue this team could maybe they could maybe lose one to two games in the remaining in the remaining back half of their schedule, but even that could be a stretch. This is a power. They have a really good schedule and they've been a powerhouse. And this was the hardest part of their schedule so far, and they right. steamrolled through it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and if we're looking at the Bills, you know, the Bills this weekend are playing the, the Cardinals. So that's going to be, a, that's going to be another that's telling be a, game because the Cardinals have the best total games. offense in the NFL. Then we got the chargers the following week and they go to the 49ers Steelers. So, you know, the, the next couple of games are going to be a real telltale sign for this bills team to see if they can either go in the right direction until, you know, maybe they get, you know, three wins that pushes them to almost you know, to 10, 10 and two. two. Even if they, if and they then, get, if they take two wins, out of their next four games, if they take well, they should be the Chargers. They should be the Forty Niners. Um, if they take three wins in their next four games, I, I'd argue that they are they they could make the Super Bowl. They could go on a run. Yeah, because if you look at the back half of the schedule, they should beat the Patriots. They should beat the Broncos, and they should beat the Dolphins. Yeah, no question, no question. I mean, so these are those... the next these next four games are incredibly telling for Buffalo. Exactly. So moving on, Buffalo beat Seattle. And we look at another key matchup. In this time, it's interconference. Uh, the Bucks play the Saints, and guess what happens? And I don't think anybody guessed it. I was watching all the pregames. Everybody was guessing the Buccaneers over the Saints, and guess what happens? The Saints win 38-3. to A 35-point blowout over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a game where we saw Tom Brady was just horrific. 22 for 28, I mean... <laughs> 209 yards, no touchdowns thrown, and three picks. You don't ever see a three-pick game from Tom Brady. When's the last time that's happened? That's, that hasn't happened in forever. I mean, th- this game really just took, I think, everybody. From I think the, it, everybody was surprised. I think it's hysterical. Tom Brady has five. Uh, I think Tom Brady, what, has five or six interceptions on the season right now? And five of them who, have come from the New Orleans Saints. It's crazy. I mean, when I, everybody knew this was going to be like, you know, this was game one. Week one, Saints – 
Buccaneers. Obviously, the Saints, the Saints were going to dominate the Buccaneers the, in Week One, and they did it again in Week Nine. And they just did it again. They did. It, I mean, I was like, okay, here we go. Bucks have gone. They've gotten their feet underneath them. You know that now they got a B. Their team's clicking. Here we go. This is going to be a good game. I it mean, wasn't a when game. I tell you, I watched this game, and I was like, three points. You put up three points with that, and especially with, with the Brady. offense that you could put reduce. You have what? You have Tom Brady, Chris Godwin. You have Leonard Fournette. You have Ronald Jones Jr. You have Mike Evans, and now you have Antonio Brown. There's absolutely no excuse to put up three points, and the defense didn't show up either. You can't let up thirty-eight points. Oh yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, the, the entire team was just off. And it's I hysterical because you can't even say that Alvin Kamara had a great game because Alvin Kamara's stat line was nine carries and forty yards and a touchdown. Alvin Kamara yeah, didn't exactly. have an insane game. Drew Brees did. Yeah, Brees went off. Yeah, Brees 222 yards, game. four touchdowns, and then Michael Thomas, came, his first game back. <clears throat> Emmanuel Sanders looked good. Everything was clicking for this team, especially when they were doing sneak plays with Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill threw the ball. Taysom Hill also rushed the ball. So, I mean, th- this Saints team basically just tore this Bucks team apart. I mean, no, I mean, I'm looking here defensively. I mean, it was, you know, it, it was insane. And, and it's sad because, you know, we saw this Bucks team week by week get better and better. You know, we saw them play very well. Yeah, they blew out teams throw, like the and Packers, you, and then when you throw exactly. a team that is, you can arguably say, weaker than well, – the best win of the season right now is the Packers, and you can arguably say the Saints are weaker than the Packers. The Packers have beaten the Saints. Exactly. And so, I mean, it's, it's just it's, – Consistency is key. I don't, yeah, consistency is key. Do you think key. you rule out the, the Buccaneers of being – a huge playoff contender. Like they're going to make the playoffs. They're probably not going to win the division now unless something crazy happens. But do you rule them out in the playoffs as a wild card team? I, know I, last don't, week I don't rule them out They were yet. the NFC favorites for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I don't rule them out yet. I mean, we, we still got a little bit of, of, you know, season to go, but this game was a real sign to me to say how inconsistent, I mean, I don't want to say inconsistent, but inconsistent how in works. one game, Inconsistent, but how in just one game we see this, you know, top tier team just score barely three points against in, in one game. I mean, that's just crazy. And then, you know, it, maybe we could have seen this coming against when they when they played the Giants, you know, two weeks ago where they, they struggled like to beat the Giants. Decently, and they struggled. Yeah, exactly. So are they could they be a wild card still? Well, yeah, they're gonna I be a wild card be. team. It's just a matter of they're gonna be a wild card, but it's can they make the playoffs now? And yeah. it's gonna be, you know, can they can they really get the like as you said consistency? That's key. Can they play every week the same? Get better and better because if they play like this, I mean they're, they're not going to make it anywhere. No, not at all. This was just sad. This was just I mean you know Leonard Fournette, who's one of is an amazing. You player, could say Leonard had one Le- carry. Yeah, Leonard Fournette had one carry. That's embarrassing. It's, it's just I mean what was that? Leonard Fournette had what? You he know? had the most receptions on the team. He had six for forty-one yards. Exactly. But, like, when you can't win, you're not going to win by doing checkdowns a letter for net letter for net's a power back. Exactly. I don't know. So and this is uncharacteristic of Bruce Arians' team, too. Yeah. Bruce Arians ripped Tom Brady apart post game, too. Tom oh, yeah. Totally oh, ripped him was... apart. <sighs> I felt bad for Brady after that game because he was, Freaky, he was not holding back. It was, it just <laughs> was, the whole team just looked so out of sync, especially they were yeah. home. There's no excuses. And it moves to my next question. Did the signing of a- of Antonio Brown help or hurt the Bucks? Do you think this just overexcited the team and they just went out there flat? Yeah, I mean, it. In, from this game, it looks like the signing was not worth it. I mean, when when the Bucks were going to – when they signed Antonio Brown, I was like, okay, this is going to make them 10 times better because now they have Antonio Brown, who is an amazing receiver. And then 
he comes in and is just, you know, three receptions, 31 yards, averaging like 10, I mean, zero TDs. I mean, who is this person? Mm-hmm. Who is this person? This isn't Antonio Brown. This isn't the guy we've seen several and years. The reports throughout the... the week were that Bruce Arians already just dislikes Antonio Brown and wants him as, wants him to have a smaller role in the offense. He's been there for he's been he's been active for a week. Yeah, and, and Bruce and, Arians you know, already it's... wants him lowered in the offense, so that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. I mean, you know, we we I mean, we all thought that he he was taking the right steps. You know, he's staying at Tom Brady's house right now. He's under like, you know. Everybody knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he isn't doing anything crazy. I mean, but when you're already, you know, the person, you know, we're, we already know that Antonio Brown's a little bit of a. He's a head case. He's a head case. And it's, now it's that your head coach doesn't and like now you. He's been there for a week, and there hasn't even been any reported incidents yet. And exactly. his head coach already like, doesn't like him. I mean, you've been there a week. How can, like, this is like, what did he do in this one, in this first week that his, it's, that, the head coach already doesn't like it. I have no idea. I mean, it's a little baffling. When you look at it, like he did have two drops last week. It's not good. Yeah, but I think you know. I gotta give him. I give him. I give I'm gonna him give the, the. I'm beginners. gonna give the Bucks the benefit of the doubt here. They have. Yeah. There's still football to be played. Um, looking forward to this week, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be playing. Uh, looking forward to this week, they play the Panthers in Carolina on Sunday. Um. They should win that game. There's no excuse really to lose to the Panthers. The Panthers actually have been they've been a team that surprised me this year. They may be three and six, but they haven't played. They played a lot tougher than a three and six team, especially not having the best back in the league, Christian McCaffrey. He's now he's gonna miss more time. Right. Because he has a shoulder injury again. Right. So we'll see what happens. He's not playing week ten. Uh, he could be back week eleven. They don't know. If I'm the if I'm the Panthers, I wouldn't rush him back. They're not going anywhere this year anyway. Yeah. But he wasn't. He wasn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rush. Him. No. But a game that I think we're very happy about that happened this weekend was Giants. Yeah. Big win for those guys. Um, big win. I don't win. know how much you can say it's a big win. They beat. They beat the Washington know, football know, team, and they didn't even well, have their know, starting. A win is a win if you're a Giants fan. You know, a win is a win if you're oh, yeah. a Giants fan. Oh, yeah, like a win. Now, yeah, now they're two and seven. So yeah, I guess getting your second they're win of the seven, season. So. But um, I don't not I don't have a lot of positives on the Giants. Um, I think the Giants should have a better record than they do. I think the issue is the Giants they blow games in the fourth quarter. The Giants at yeah. halftime were up twenty to three, and then they allowed the same they allowed the Washington Football Team to go twenty to uh, go twenty three to twenty in the fourth quarter, and they would have won if Alex Smith didn't throw two picks at the end of the game. One caught by Logan Ryan, who's had one tough week. I really feel for that guy. And then another pick caught by Jabril Peppers. Um, and a lot of those were – I don't even – those two picks, one of them was uh, Alex Smith's fault. The other one was just a total miscommunication between the receiver and him. But I don't know how – like, it's a win's a win, I guess, for the Giants. But they – the Giants' defense in the back half of games is atrocious. It's so bad. We're seeing this week after yeah. week now where the Giants will come into, come into the gate like fourth quarter – with a lead and blow it. It happened against the Buccaneers. It happened against the Eagles. It happened against the Cowboys. Um, I'm looking at all their last losses. It happened against the Rams and it happened against the Bears. There are only two games this season where they haven't gone into the fourth quarter with a lead. In, in the, and here's the thing is like, you know, how do you fix that? That's the question. How does it, I mean, this is clearly an issue. It's a lot have. of inexperience on defense and it comes down to, they don't have a pass rush. Exactly. I mean, you can't not have a pass rush. It doesn't. It just. It doesn't work. And clearly, it's showing because they. 
I mean, are two and seven, <laughs> you know? I mean, yes, should their record be different? I think so. Uh, I totally agree but with you. Just... And if you let me, if I'm be totally honest with you, um, I do think that the Giants should be, if you take out the two losses that they have to the Steelers and the uh, 49ers, um, I say they should be five and they should be seven and two. That's yeah, crazy. No question. <laughs> no question. But you know what? For me, something that really, someone that really stuck out in this game was QB Daniel Jones for the Giants. Really? I mean, 23 for. I think just because of his stats, just because of his stats, he played he played better. He's um, getting there. I just want to – because I give him – I think a lot of people don't give him the credit, and I've seen a lot of articles that have been, uh, you know, putting him down. So I give him a little bit of credit, a little bit of credit. Not too much. I'm not saying he's the best, but I give him a little bit of credit. 23 for 34, he's getting there, 212 yards. I mean, one TD. He's getting there. But he's also he's also with a with a, you know – not good offense. Yeah. Like he makes, he has these splashes of just incredible talent. And then he just goes out there and makes some of the most boneheaded mistakes that I've ever seen. Like just really bad decision-making. And this was not an issue I saw with him last year. And one thing that really got me really funny from some giant fans is giant fans were like exuberant that he didn't have a turnover this year. It's the first game he's had this season without a turnover. And they're like, I was like, he's not a great quarterback. Like right now, like sure. He's a potential to be, I w- if I'm the giants, I wouldn't go out there and like giraffe Justin Fields this off season, but right, like yeah. I'd give him another year, especially he's under a new, a new style of offense. Uh, Joe judge right. and Jason Garrett are putting out there, but you look at you just like you look at it, and they're like, "No, like he's a good quarterback. He didn't have it. He didn't have a turnover this week." And I'm like, "If that's your measure for having a good quarterback, I'm sorry. Like your your quarterback shouldn't have a turnover every week anyway." Exactly, but I, I just want to give him a little bit of of praise because I know that he's been he's been getting a lot of heat from New York fans, and I think uh, yeah, you know he he's it's tough. I mean, under a new head coach, you know. Mm-hmm. Not with the best offense, so that, that's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying he's the next Tom Brady or anything. No, no, no. But uh, it's just interesting. He, the Giants are such an interesting team because they have the potential to be so well, good, especially if they have a good offseason. Blake Martinez is a stud, and I really wish the Packers still oh, had yeah. him. I, I really can't believe we let we let Blake Martinez go. He's made huge plays for them. And talking about other teams <laughs> he, in New York. Uh, the Jets and the Patriots had a tank bowl on Monday Night Football this week. Oh my! Okay, I'm gonna gosh. ask you which team looks like it wanted to lose more. <laughs> you know what? I couldn't even tell you, Nick, because this game was just a. It was one of the best worst and... games I've ever watched. It was I so entertaining. I mean, it was entertaining because you know, as a Patriots fan, it's, it's sad to say that the Jets should not have been three points away from beating uh, us. I mean. I understand. Not gonna lie, the Jets should have won the game. Like Joe Flacco was having like the best game he's had in like years, and then somebody definitely told him on the sideline, "Yo, you got to calm it down." So Joe Flacco went out there, threw a few interceptions, (laughs) and and, but then like the same thing with Cam Newton. Cam Newton goes out there and throws a few interceptions, is like going back and forth, tone over for tone over in the in like the fourth quarter. Game ends on a field goal. Uh, It was hysterical. And I think the best part about it is that the Jets lined up 12 men on the field for a field goal attempt, for an extra point, for a, no, it was a field goal attempt, which (laughs) which gave the Patriots another first down. And it didn't look like it was a mistake because they were lined up perfectly. Like that was, that was for some reason that was had to have been planned. 
You didn't see anybody that on the sideline or anything. Like, it looked planned. They were lined, looked, They had 12 people lined up. It's not like somebody was out of line. They had 12 people literally lined up. That had to have been rehearsed. It literally looked. It looked. Because, as you said, like, you looked at the Jets sideline. No one was questioning it. Nobody, nobody got like, mad oh, hold on, we got or anything. We got, it was, nobody got mad. Walked, the special teams here just walked back to the sidelines. I mean, oh, it, 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 this was a hard game to watch as a Patriots fan. I mean, this, like, kind of just solidifies how unsteady this Patriots this year, yeah. I got a couple of buddies. I don't feel bad for you guys. Oh, no. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad Anybody feels bad. I mean, everybody... Look what's going to happen. The Patriots are going to tank. They're going to draft Justin Fields, and they're going to be Super Bowl contenders in the next couple years because guess what? The Patriots have the fourth most cap space in the entire NFL. Exactly. So, you know what? And you still have a quality defense. Exactly. So I don't understand what the problem. I mean, I, I think Bill Belichick. Just, I think Bill Belichick's throwing games. He might be. There was a rumor actually going around that he is throwing games because he wants to get Fields. So. Oh yeah, they also like, but like no one. They're not getting Trevor Lawrence. I'd be amazed if the Jets don't get it. And that's going to lead me to my question. I want to ask you: Would Trevor Lawrence even help the Jets? Because I personally don't think so. No, he's, he's the Jets need so we, much. We've more. said this. Well, they need so. And I know much we've said more. this in previous need- episodes. But the more the Jets play, the the more I'm like, it makes absolutely no sense for them to take Trevor Lawrence. And no Jet fans agree with me or want to agree with me, but Trevor Lawrence isn't going to come in, walk in, and just be the savior of your franchise. I mean, here's the thing. is Trevor Lawrence thrives, and we see this when he plays for Clemson, thrives with an amazing offense. Mm-hmm. And, we know, and we know Clemson has an amazing offense. If you put him, Trevor Lawrence, an amazing QB, on a really bad offense – it's gonna be this. It's gonna be the same story with Sam. Donald. Set up to fail. Amazing QB. He's set up to fail. He's gonna be his talent's gonna be wasted because he has no he has no targets. He has no one to throw to. No one's make, like no one's mm-hmm. getting open. So if if the Jets get him, I all my worries and it's and just apologies such a to waste. Trevor Lawrence. It'd be such a waste. That is the biggest waste. Look, you look at tri- you look at, you put him okay, put him in Sam Darnold's shoes, Joe Flacco's shoes. Right now, even though they have they have a lot of picks in the first three rounds, I think it's like six. Um in the first three rounds yeah, of this draft. Not, yeah, six. But like even if you're not gonna plug him, you're gonna plug in like a bunch of like their oh, offensive line is horrible. He's gonna be pressured every single snap. On top of the fact that he has no wide receivers to throw to. He has no running back. The top running back in the team right now is Frank Gore. Frank Gore is like fifty. <laughs> Frank Gore is like 77 exactly. years old. He's played for how many years now? I mean, this guy, if if he has Frank Gore, who there's going to be I'm no play right now. 30 he's 30 he's 37 he's a running years back. Old. That's a that's a long life. He's a, that's running a long back. shelf life for a running back. But he's going to be no play action. I mean, and Trevor Lawrence plays off a lot of play action at Clemson. It, it would be it's all play action. I've said it for a while. The Jets have the first overall pick. I trade the first overall pick for more picks. Exactly. Build around Sam Darnold. He's, he's not a bad quarterback. The Jets want to exactly. write him off right now because he's having what he's, he's last season. He was fine. Look at the back half of the season when the Jets went. The Jets what? I'm pretty sure they went like six and three in the last nine games of the season last year. Sam Darnold yeah. looks fine. Sam Darnold looks fine this year, but the team is worse. And Adam Gase looks even worse than last year. Put Sam Darnold with put Sam Darnold with Eric Bieniemy from the Kansas City Chiefs. Give him a wide receiver and maybe a running back, and I'm sure he'd be a good quarterback. Build around your quarterback. It makes no sense. He's 22. Exactly. I mean, here's the thing: is it's just going to be a waste. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a waste, and I and I feel bad. 
because we know Trevor Lawrence, so we see him at yeah. Clemson, who as a phenomenal mm-hmm. quarterback, phenomenal. And I think you and if and if and I swear if they just get him, it's gonna be really really sad because it's gonna be a whole other Sam Darnold situation. But we'll see. And I and I agree with you. I think you you trade those first picks mm-hmm. for more picks. Yeah, they, they really need it. They need they so need much it. more than a quarterback. Uh, so, yeah, moving on. All these rookie quarterbacks this season, uh, speaking of quarterbacks and Trevor Lawrence coming into the league, all these rookie quarterbacks have been uber impressive. We look at the Dolphins beat the Cardinals last week in overtime where Tua Chungo-Vailoa, wow, he had a great game. Some, some of those throws he was making. I mean, and then you look at Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert had... Oh, Justin Herbert had a great game, and they got robbed at the end. Granted, that wasn't it wasn't a complete yeah. catch, but the team around him just keeps letting him down, and those in the most charger ways possible. It's still happening even without Philip Rivers there. Um, and then you look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has been great. It's these are three really strong been, rookie quarterbacks. I don't know if we've seen a quarterback class come out like this and just just they're just balling out all three of them. I mean. I really am surprised because when I was specifically focusing on uh, Tua, I mean, he played phenomenal against the Cardinals last weekend. I mean, he was – I was watching the highlights. I mean, he was making plays that you would see, you know, four-year, even five-year quarterbacks Mm -hmm. make. And and maybe it's just because he came from Bama and, you know, they play a very similar NFL offense Yeah, they play play a a near an NFL offense at Bama. Yeah. But Tua, it was it's, one. I mean, it was a great game. Tua is now two and zero as a starter. Um, and then you look at like the Dolphins as a whole are a really surprising team to me. They're five and three. Yeah, Brian They're, Flores, I mean, in my crazy. opinion, is I think he's a top coach in the NFL, and a lot of people don't want to admit that, but he is. Yeah, I'm looking at Tua's stat line: I mean, twenty for think... twenty-eight, two hundred and forty-eight yards, two touchdowns, clean game, no turnovers, seven carries, thirty-five yards. I mean, there was there was literally one play where he was getting he was about to get trampled by the Cardinals defense. He just found the smallest pocket and just boom, first down. I mean, it was incredible. He and he's only you know just started mm-hmm. for, for the this Dolphins. Is his second start. You know, he's only played a couple of games, and he's coming a off massive of, uh, hip as we said before and pass that a massive hip injury. Mm-hmm. Looking so, at the Chargers, looking at the Chargers, uh, another huge game from Justin Herbert. My starting fantasy quarterback. Justin my Herbert, starting amazing. fantasy quarterback now, twenty-eight for forty-two, three hundred and twenty-six yards, two touchdowns, and then you look at on the ground, five carries, twenty-four yards. Um, a fantastic game. Uh, the Bengals were on by this last week, so we really can't talk about Burrow's performance of Week Nine. But we'll be able to see Burrow play yeah. in Week Ten. Uh, they play the Steelers, and mm-hmm. that's going to be this is definitely Burrow's toughest matchup of the year so far. So we'll see what happens with the Bengals against the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to claim the Bengals. I don't know how much Burrow's going to be able oh, to yeah. do, but Burrow, I think, has like the most pass attempts in the entire league. He's thrown he's for like, I think he's thrown for yeah. almost 40 times twice. I'm excited to see that game. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. But, you know, I think it's going to be tough mm-hmm. because they're playing the Steelers. So I, we'll see. But. I'm just uber impressed with these rookie quarterbacks. It's going to make it's going to make a rookie of the year hard. Right now I think rookie of the year goes to Justin Herbert. Um but if Tua plays like this every game, you can make you can make the case especially if the Dolphins end up making the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, he's I mean, he's only played 
what, this like is his second three, start. He played. He, th- had, he had like two second. snaps against the Jets when the, the uh, Dolphins were blowing the Jets yeah. out. He had like two snaps that game. Right. But um, this is his second. But, this is his second career you know, think, start. Yeah, and I think you know if he, as you said, if he plays the way he's been playing, you know, against specifically against the Cardinals, you know, I think he's going to be. It was a very big matchup too for rookie of the year. It was a huge matchup. It was a it's huge not like they were matchup. playing like it's not like they were playing the Jets. Like they were playing, they played the Cardinals. And the oh, Cardinals yeah. at the moment are a playoff team. So, hundred percent. So this is huge. This is big. I think you know, big props to the rookie QBs because and the rookie this class. Rookie class is looking is... really strong. Wide receivers too. You got Justin Jefferson. You got T Higgins. Oh. Jalen Rieger looks good. Brandon Ayuk on the 49ers is really impressive. I mean, it's amazing. There's, there's, there's mm-hmm. so much talent that it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's really, you know, someone that I really have seen, um, or sorry, watched is Chase Claypool. Oh, I mean, don't even get me started. Chase Claypool is an animal. <laughs> I mean, he's he when I, you know, he's a huge target. It, he just it he's blows huge. me away. He has to be one of the huge biggest wide receivers I've ever seen. It's like him and DK Metcalf. He, I mean, like when I when I watch the Steelers team, it's like he's everywhere because he's he's just he won. He's you know he's six mm-hmm. four around like two. He's built like two, a tight end, four, yeah, a tight end with the catching and yeah. speed of a wide receiver. And yeah, his speed when when I watch him run, I'm like, how the hell is he running that fast? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, he, he I mean, I give him because he is definitely a key part of this Steelers offense and, and definitely one of the reasons why they're, they're eight yeah. now right now, but he is just one of those rookies that I just, I mean, he's not a QB. Yeah. He's definitely a star. Anyway, to be interject, in we are running out of time. Because... Thank you guys for listening to this episode of timeout. You can catch us on VIC radio every Saturday at 9am. Thank you guys. Have a great weekend.